Wait, what? The duck at the a end? A duck? Some people are afraid of haunted calligraphy, but I don't believe in cursive. It's November 11, 2020, encounter number 18. I'm Abel Kirby. And where I'm of legal age, I'm cold acid. You didn't hear me open this, but I assure you I just opened it. Uh, I have a youngling traditional lager and a nice big 24-ounce can so we can uh, list. That'll be my challenge to drink it to, through the show. Because as I'm you know, as you know, we are of legal age. Or at least legal number, of, legal number of encounters. So we can do all the this things. doesn't mean that somebody's going to start making rule 34 of the two of us. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, so we're, we're entitled to everything. We can smoke now. At least the show can smoke. Oh, up here, smoking age is 19. Ah, so you got to wait. Well, down here, you know, I guess it's supposed to be 21 to drink, but never stop me. <sighs> yeah, it's 19 to drink up here, too. It, but pretty much everything else you can do at 18. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah. vote, too, right? You know, I just voted oh, today. Yeah. Yeah, I sent that off in the mail. Yeah, for, let me guess, for Joe Biden? Yeah, well, I mailed it to Pennsylvania, so they have to take it out, you know. I just sent that in the mail today. Yeah, well, that, mean, that means no matter who you chose, it's going to be for <laughs> Joe Biden. Oh, boy. Well, it's yeah. actually a special day up here, too. Well, I guess it is in the States as well, but across the Commonwealth, it's uh, Remembrance Day today. Yes, it is. Uh, we call it Veterans Day in the uh, United States, but I believe it has the same origin as Remembrance Day, or at least a lot of similarities to it. The end of World War One. Yeah, so it was the 11th day of the 11th month at the uh, 11th hour. Um, the uh, truce was declared that ended World War One, And it was originally called Armistice Day. The Armistice, yeah. 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 Um, it only changed here in 1931. It changed in other countries at different uh, times as well across mm. the Commonwealth. Yeah. I remember reading some Kurt Vonnegut uh, book, and I can't... Maybe it was Breakfast of Champions, but he has a little... Um, one pager of his own material inside, you know, it's, it's a fictional book, but he writes his, you know, his own opinions in there. And so he has a bit about how he uh, doesn't respect Veterans Day and he wishes it was still Armistice Day because Armistice Day meant something. Veterans Day is just a, he compared it to being a little bit of a hallmark holiday compared to, vet, uh, Armistice Day meant something. And he was annoyed that they would change, uh, redefine the holiday to something. Uh, so. Well, I can kind of see where he's coming from, but at the same time, I mean, that's like pissing on everybody who fought in every other war. Well, yeah. I, I In a way, I can kind of see where he's coming from, because he, he fought in World War II, and so he was a veteran, and, you know, this was the thing. It was Armistice Day is what they celebrated. They were celebrating the armistice, the end of war, not wars in general. And if the, that was what you had for your whole life, then you turned around and someone said, oh, actually, we're, that's not important. We're just, we're just changing it. So why are you complaining? And you could almost think of it like when people have a bad reaction to changing Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day, you know. I guess the Italians really liked the uh, Columbus Day. Well, that's because he's they, one of them. And they would go and protest, you know, a little more than everyone else. But, and, you know, it, it just goes to show you these kinds of things. You know, we can complain about Columbus Day. We, I think we had a show right at Columbus Day, you know, but this kind of uh, changing of times has happened before, you know, and it'll happen again, too. Yep. This, too, shall pass. Yep. 
So, uh, on our the eve of us turning 18, uh, I told you I'd do this, and I did. I went out and got some hentai clips for us, so we can uh, sprinkle them in on the show. Woohoo! If you're, if you're up for it, I don't know. Maybe you want to crack open a beer, though. <laughs> but I don't know. I think we've got... Uh, I know none of them are too bad, but, you know, just to give you an idea, I, I got all uh, English dub, and uh, so, I, I don't know, I think we should start with the uh, the classic, Bible Black, because I have the English dub of Bible Black, and I have a couple uh, clips from it, if you're prepared, is your, if, if your body's ready. I think that says it all. Yeah. All right, here we go. Be serious, you dumb girl. Do you really think you like me? You're so mean. My feelings are not a fake. <laughs> Yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, <laughs> let me start. Let me start with this. You hear that? Yeah. That's what their acting is like. I am knocking on wood. <laughs> I don't know if you could. God, that those those first few lines like completely devoid of emotion, and then you hear clack 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 clack. Ah! Somebody's committed suicide. Did you hear the duck at the end? Because I left the duck in on purpose. Wait, what? The duck at the a end? Duck? There's a... Now, I don't know the Bible black mythology. Maybe there's a duck haunting this school. But there's a duck at the end of the... Be Here's, serious. Listen to the last second. <laughs> and it, it just cuts to the next scene, you know? There's, it's a... Uh, Jeez. What the fuck? So there's a duck in the Bible black school. Here's another one from the... Did you bring two lunch boxes to school? You always want something in your mouth. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> And of course, not to disappoint. What a great view. I didn't know you were so horny and beautiful under your panties. And it's all because of you. I want your great dick inside me, Minase. I can see your pussy through your wet and sinful panties. Yes, touch it. Wet and sinful. I like it. That is, that is <laughs> Ikea pornography right there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who so writes this shit? Yeah. I don't know. It's It, it was... Funny, because the old, uh, the I think the production of it was supposed to be pretty high-end compared to what else was going on, you know. The English dub is really that the low-end of it. does not come off as high-end at all. The English version of it was pretty, uh, was pretty low-end, but the original, I think, had a, had a higher budget. Very highly successful. And this is why, this is why I tend to avoid dubs. Mm. Well, you know, you're not avoiding them tonight. I've got a couple more, I don't know. Unfortunately. I, I, how about I can do one more now, and then we'll do a couple more a little later on. Alrighty. Alright, here's uh here's one from uh Sextra Credit. So that's the name of this one. And it was uh this one's just a guy Let me guess let me guess, they're hot for teacher? Yeah, so he's he's lamenting his uh his poor situation as a teacher. And this is just a teaser for what's to come later on. So here you go. Man, this really sucks. I don't deserve this shit. I didn't become a teacher just to be somebody's pathetic whipping boy. I should have listened to my old man and joined the Navy. But I hate the smell of seawater. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate the smell of seawater. Uh, yeah, dude. but I bet he loves the smell of seamen. Uh, hey, I don't know. We'll hear, we'll hear from more of that guy uh, in a little bit. Um, we did have, while we're on this completely asinine uh, 
trip. I also was looking at a nickname website. This is another throwaway bullshit, you know, just to keep things going. Yeah. And I don't know if you if you saw it, it was nickfinder.com. And I started putting in things that weren't people's names. <laughs> and so the idea of this website is actually I've never put Abel Kirby in there. So you put in your name and then it tells you some nicknames. I thought that would be kind of fun if we could find out some. Uh, and Abel Kirby doesn't give me anything good here, but I put in Burger King. And I got a couple different hits for uh, nickname suggestions. These are just dumb. You know, it, it comes up with like Burger Deal, Burger Buns, Burger Doug, Burger bur Burger Bra. These case of retarded things. Do you get the website? I just put in uh, Cold Acid. And yeah. Oh, this might be a Coldafon. Cold Ain. Cold <laughs> Cold Ace. Cold Agent. Cold Ace yeah, is Cold a bad. Coldamus. Coldamus. That sounds pretty cool. That's right out of Morrowind. Yeah, right? I'm going to put in Bemrose. <laughs> Bemmerman. <laughs> Bemrocks. Bemmerman. <laughs> Bemmerman. There we go. Bemmerman on the Bemrig. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, so I thought this was a fucking throwaway. I would put this in the show notes. You could do it to your friends. But there's some bullshit that I thought was funny. <sighs> so how you been, Cold? What have you been up to? Anything fun? Uh, well, I don't know if you'd call it fun or not, but I changed tires on the weekend. Uh-huh. Tell well, me up more. Here, we, up here, I mean, the weather's being what it is in winter. We actually have two pairs of tires generally for our vehicles, a hmm? regular all-weather all tires, and then for the winter, we've got uh, snow tires. Yeah. So for my own vehicle and for one of my uncle's, I went and I, I changed the tires. It's it's not that difficult to do when you have uh when you have a heavy duty compressor available. Oh yeah. And some pneumatic tools. Yeah. It sucks if you're out there on the highway and you blow a tire, you have to take it out with that cross uh, bar wrench. It's a piece oh, God, of crap. Yeah. It's it's a, a skill. If you figure it once you do it like once, you figure it out. But to all the details of you loosen them at this point and then you tight, tighten them at that point, you know, before the jack's on or after the jack's on, you know. All those that kind of nuance. Ja always jack it up first and then yep. take off the tire and put on the new one. And, <laughs> yeah. Don't try and take the tire off we'll, uh, we'll, without putting the jack underneath. That doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work very well at all. You'll be one of those guys on YouTube uh, where the tire pops off their car and runs down the freeway or it salts someone at a gas station. Uh, generally when you see the tires running across the freeway, that's not because somebody was screwing up changing it. Hmm. Well, what do you think? We, uh... we actually had, we actually had like, uh, some years ago, pretty much a plague of tires flying off of trucks and trailers and like smashing through people's cars on mm -hmm. the freeways. And what was the root cause? Was that ever identified? Poor maintenance. Or just complete lack of maintenance. It just the lug nuts came loose, and that was it, one at a time yeah, until none were holding just, it on. Because the trailers almost never get any sort of maintenance. Yeah, well, I can imagine that actually. It reminds me of uh, I think we we talked about didn't we talk about tires on this show once? There was something I forgot to bring up that one time, which was a movie uh, about the killer tire rubber. Yes, we did bring that up. <laughs> that was a great one, where the uh, the tires roll it along. It's a tire... Uh, I forget where it comes from. I think it comes out of a tire dump, and then it becomes sentient. So it's just like a tire tube rolling around. 
and uh, it has psychic powers, just rolling around, kills rabbits, just killing people, and turns into a tire serial killer. It's a uh, very bizarre film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had some uh, some anime we uh, that I got to at least. The uh, the main yeah, thing that I I, no- I noticed that you you started watching uh, Majo no Tabi Tabi. Mm. Indeed. And uh, yeah, I'm digging it. This is definitely a Kino's journey kind of thing. Um, I like the um, with more smug. Yeah, I'm not getting the smug as much as you know. I I had it in my head that she's gonna be really, really, really smug, and then I watched it. And she, you know, it was one in one or two places. But I got through the first three episodes. Maybe it gets more in later on. But yeah, I'm digging it. It's uh definitely worth watching for me. So I was I took a couple screen caps and threw them in the show notes, but. Overall, yeah, it's definitely like a, uh, a key, like she shows up in a town and there's a story of the week, you know, the situation of the week. And I like that they keep the morality yeah. a little ambiguous. Uh, in a couple of the different situations she's in, she's like, um, there's something bad happening around her, something that would be it's morally questionable. And she kind of doesn't stick her neck too far into it, which is, I don't know, it makes her more of an interesting character than... Uh, and some of the other ones we've seen where someone just, they see something, oh, I have to be a hero of justice and right every wrong. And she, she doesn't do that. She kind of passes through and writes down yeah, what she sees, you know? Yeah. She's a, she's a traveler, like, uh, who's just keeping a travel journal, not somebody who's actually trying to right the wrongs of the world or something. She just gets involved with people from time to time and, Acts as she feels according. Yeah, Majin on Tabi Tabi. I'm on the I'm on the kick with this, so I'm uh, I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah, we had uh, some Un- some. Unfortunately, I haven't seen the latest episode yet because my source hasn't provided a uh, proper properly finished episode. And what was the what subgroup are you using? Eri. Hmm. I've got. Let me see what I have. I had like a V zero of it. I've got the GJM Palladio, I guess is the name of the group. That's what the file names are headed with. So that's where I've been getting them. I think I have them bookmarked now. That now that Wait, horse... good job is doing it too. GJM, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job media. Yeah, yeah. Good job media. I wasn't familiar with them at all, but I ended up on their website. Yeah, it looks like they have episode six up. I only got oh, up to episode looks three. Like, looks like they've got them up now. I just checked my media box, and I guess they came down while I've been working. This one, um, oh, you mean from Irai? Yeah. Yeah. Good job had it out on Sunday. Looks like on November 8th, Damn. so, yeah. It, it was for episode six. I think we're talking about six or eight. Yeah, we're talking episode six. Yeah. So I guess I have that to watch tonight. Oh, yeah. There's not much else for me I was going to bring up other than uh, I finished up Spice and Wolf season one. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's a little dated. You can feel some of it, but... I, Everything I said earlier about it still stands. It's fun. And also, it's still a uh, good show. Oh, yeah. Some of the animation's a little dated, I think, is what I was getting at. It's Some of the visual stuff looks a little dated. It's not so much that it looks dated. It's just that uh, styles have changed since then. Sure. Um, we had Strike Witches. We had the return of uh, of our General Gerald. <laughs> Gerald Patton. Hey! I think it was Gerald is what Patton's they called him. back right? in town. Yeah. And so we got a screenshot of him. Harbin, clean your damn room! That's all he does. We had uh, Mia Fuji. They had a whole whole episode where they had to go to the Netherlands to 
So th the fucking premise of Strike Witch's Road to Berlin is, from the title, they're going to invade Berlin. So the Nor the, the aliens have taken over Berlin, and that's their stronghold. And that's the, the stated purpose of the show is, yeah, we're getting the band back together. We're going to go to Berlin and kick some ass. And instead, they have, um, like, Shirley gets her... Uh, land speed record on a certain size engine motorbike gets overturned and she goes well i gotta take it back and they spend a whole episode of her trying to build a new bike so she can break the 200 mile per hour record you know and then they have an episode where because there's nothing better to do mia fuji flies out to uh, the netherlands like literally goes to the netherlands to help blue tulips bloom for the queen this is while europe is under siege like there's literally nothing better for them to do so it's a little wacky. A... Well, it is road to Berlin. It doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, you know the <laughs> the journey. The journey well, you know, was what we were in for. Did you watch JoJo? Right? No, I actually haven't. All no? I know about JoJo oh, okay. is the. Um, uh, did I even have it on the board? They, yeah, they I had part oh three into two. God. Here we go. That's all I know about JoJo. Yeah, because they split part. They split part three into two seasons, and the first season had as its ending theme "Walk Like an Egyptian" by the Bangles. Mm. You know, you know where they were at the end of the of the first season. No, they finally Egypt? just made it on land in Egypt. <laughs> it's funny how those songwrites work. I bet in. What's traditionally, ha what's historically happened is when you get something like an Oasis song, um, I think Eden of the East, which was a show uh, that was popular. Actually, I should go watch that again because it takes place in D.C. And now that I live here, I might appreciate it more. Um, but they had the opening song was a track by Oasis and they had to cut it for TV uh, for the American version because they couldn't get the license. And then, the, of course, Evangelion had Fly Me to the Moon, which was the famous ending theme for the song, which was a cover of the Frank Sinatra, you know, track Fly Me to the Moon. And it was great, yeah, too. different the voice actresses singing it yeah. each episode. It was all the girls in the show would sing, uh, all the actresses in the show would sing a cover of it for the, for the end, and it would be a different one for each week. And so it was really fun. And then they cut it out of Netflix, and they put up some other stupid crap instead. Because yeah, they do like they couldn't afford to get the license for Fly Me to the Moon. <sighs> oh well. So it goes as Kurt Vonnegut would say. Well, moving on, we had uh, the day I became God. That was another fun one. I mean, I got another check on the bingo card. They decided to do a tearjerker episode, so that that I won't go into that. Um, but then they went back straight back to the wacky comedy. And uh, I think that's a Jamadea kind of staple is that he's going to have, you know, real tragic kind of moment. And then, like we talked about last time, the lip wash. Lip wash. The, lip uh, wash. Lip wash. Mood lip wash. And uh, he goes, they go right into like a, a ridiculous kind of premise uh, episode. And so they ended up uh, in a Mahjong tournament and making, continually making illegal moves to the point where they're like using the, at one point they're, well, if you can do it in Uno, you should be able to do it in Mahjong. So he's like, I'm going to do a reverse. And he has some stupid thing that he plays. And he goes, well, that's the reverse hand. So now the, the play order changes. You know, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And so he's playing in a professional Mahjong tournament. The judges 
the one judge is so horny for him that he she keeps allowing this him to make break all the rules. So it's, I don't know, it's funny. It is funny. Get the damn bear! Ooh, that wasn't that one. Hmm. What you talking about, bro, bro? No, that wasn't it either. This is so awkward. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that was from Sextra Credit, I think. This is so awkward. <laughs> yeah, th this is kind of awkward. Hmm. <laughs> But I guess this means the uh, bingo card definitely needs to be updated for for the show notes. Yep, no bingo yet. No bingo yet, but there is a bingo card update with a new uh with a new uh check on it, so new stamp. Excellent. excellent. So that'll be in the show note. Uh you can check that out. We'll see. I I have a suspicion we'll make bingo. Um he has a long history of of all of the tropes inside this thing. So I I think he'll be able to hit them all. Uh, I th That's good. They're at 12 days before the world ends, by the way, so they've been speeding through them. The first, I think they're five episodes in, and they covered about 15 days worth of, uh, of uh, material, so we'll see. It looks like they're rapidly approaching the, uh, the critical era the of the world, show. The world as we know it. But I feel fine. You got any Thank more, you, you got any uh, anime to, to bring up, or I can close this well, out not with really. I meant, I meant to... I meant to bring up some more Sleepy Princess, but I didn't actually get around to watching the latest episode yet either. Ah, uh, that's fine. If you want, we could close out with uh, some more hentai. Oh, sure. You never say no to that. So we had... Uh, no, never. What you talking about, bro, bro? This is so awkward. Oh, boy. So what do we got? We got... Um, Sextra Credit actually had a, had another clip where we... Uh, we remember that teacher, right? Here's, yeah. Here he is monologuing again. Tell me, did Yuma come through for you? Kid's got a lot of heart. And a pretty good-sized dick, but I'm not sure about his balls. It takes a real man to grind your victims into the dirt and decimate them completely, you know? To make them grovel and then shit on their hopes and dreams. <laughs> fuck them till they bleed and then fuck them some more. <sighs> You're so romantic, Mr. Saru. Absolutely. <laughs> Get your panties off, you little fucking slut. Woo! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Holy shit. <laughs> Indeed. So that's extra credit. That's all I got from them. Um, what else do I have? I got House of Pleasure. Now, I don't know the Japanese names for these. I didn't look them up. But this one, the English uh, title is called I'll, House I'll, of Pleasure. I'll, fi I'll figure it out for the show notes. Yeah, I, I, because no no doubt those those twisted people who actually listen to us are going to want to check these out now. Mm. All right, I got one from House of Pleasure. This one's a little bit of a, I don't know. I just thought this was funny. I'm here for your pretty stepsister. So just stand away from the female and let me do my job and nobody gets hurt. Okay. Seiji. Forget it. I'm not handing her over. I'm through messing around with you. Ah! Who are you? I'm the baddest, boldest motherfucker with a mustache that you will ever see. <laughs> what the fuck? And Is why the... did it sound like a Western? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's only time will tell. I'm here for you. The baddest, boldest motherfucker with a mustache. The baddest, baldest motherfucker with a mustache. Why did it sound like a western? <laughs> <laughs> uh, put a little tag at that. Yeah, holy crap! That that's uh, what is a control. That can't M? be the only clip you have from it. Tell me you got more. Oh, I only got that. I got I got one more, oh. but it's from uh, it's from a different show. This was um, you know Yu-Gi-Oh, right? 
the uh, English language yes, version I know of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, voiced by Dan Green. This one's a little famous. I don't know. Maybe you've heard it before. But uh, before Dan Green voiced Yu-Gi-Oh on, on TV, he also did uh, some hentai dubs. And the most famous one was Stepmother's Sin. And this one gets passed around a lot. So I clipped this. This is the old one that everyone likes. So. All right, doggy, walk for me. Louder. Now walk like a chicken. What? A chicken. No. Now like you're laying a humongous egg. Cockadoodle did. And that's the voice of Yu-Gi-Oh for you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it was Stepmother's oh, Sin. Oh, my God. I think that was a visual novel, if I remember. I think most of these... Bible Black was definitely a visual novel. Bible, Yeah, Bible Black was a visual novel. Yeah, I think Stepmother's Sin was, too. I just can't remember. Oh, well. Get our chuckles out. I was going to put a marker in here, so because uh, you said you want to add a... Uh, reference for for going back and listening to this stuff and so actually what do i have to do i have to hit item insert marker there we go so it's shift m yeah there we go Woo! yay yeah so if we were ever going to do chapters i hear people talk about this on some other podcast the podcast 2.0 has chapters in it and they always bring up the fact when they say they don't want to do chapters they say uh, well that means i have to go back and listen to the show again and uh, find out where the chapters are, and it's too much work. But I think the, I mean, with the software I'm using now, if I wanted to say I want a chapter mark right now, I just do that. Okay, now I just made a mark, and I can actually export from my uh, from my digital audio workstation a list of all these markers that I put in. It'll be a CSV file with timestamps, and it, and then it seems you just to need me something to turn it into the JSON, huh? Yeah. So it seems to me that the problem with the complaint that I hear about chapters, and I'm not even defending comic strip blogger because I also think chapters for podcasts is kind of dumb. But the complaint that I hear doesn't seem to match, you know, should it be included in podcast index? It's really the the complaint is that the software you're recording with doesn't support uh, contemporaneous chapters. So you should be able to have a time code button on your desk and you can just hit it and it puts a mark down. Or you put, I think hit the chapter button. I think it's button, a bit you know? different than that. I think it's a bit different than that because a lot of times there's a lot there's a lot of like conversation going on and sometimes it's not really clear when you're actually changing topic and so catching that and then like tidying it all up you still have to you still have to go check all these bookmarks and that's if you're actually remembering to actually hit the button every time too right and, and so- I think a lot of it is more just that just that, like, the whole way of putting together the show doesn't really work well with, with like, having the chapter marks. Yeah, so that I would characterize that as a question of, is your podcast chapterizable, not is it too hard to put in chapters? So, yeah, there's some content which chapters just don't make any sense at all. But for the ones that do, um, I still hear people say, well, we can't, I, I just don't want to do it because it's too much work. And I think that's a little facetious because that's that's it, it's not that it's too much work. It's that your software doesn't um, support that in your workflow. And so there's a if you wanted to do chapters, you should be able to have a button where you just say, OK, next topic, beep, and have a, a marker drop in automatically, you know, right when you hit the button. So I don't know. Yeah, I suppose in, in some shows that's 
that's probably really workable. And something yep. like No Agenda, where you could go through like <clears throat> a topic every every two or three minutes, and they all kind of blend together. It's it's a lot more difficult, and that's why I liked uh, back when it was around No Agenda Player. Actually, you could create an account and actually stick in like chapter marks of your own, and other people could see them as well. And I think that worked a lot better than having like John and Adam go back through the episode trying to figure out where the chapters are. Yeah, no one wants to do Espe- that, especially when you're looking at like three three hour episode or more, right? Yeah, I for for a structured show where you really did have here's our topics, here's what we're going through. You know, I could I could imagine that. Yeah, It'd be something that's pretty valuable and easy to do. You should be able, just our ideal is we record the show and it gets spit out to a file and gets uploaded. And there's the, the post-processing is very minimal. And at no point do we go and listen to the show again after between when we finish recording and when we uh, post it. So and that that's what keeps the workflow really smooth. And that's why that's why Adam's able to get an episode out within like an hour and a half. Oh, well. uh, yeah. I think more time is spent on them arguing over show title and art <laughs> than uh, any of the other processing. Yeah. Did you hear about, um, let's see, the new episode of Podcasting 2.0 where they had um, the big reveal of all the, uh, what what the phase two of Podcasting 2.0 is, uh, which is going to be? I listened. I yeah. listened, but that stuff more or less just went over me. The lightning I'm, node. I'm bits. not really interested in in like the the money making of it. I'm more interested in like the tech and just keeping it uh, keeping it free from uh, from censorship. I I am actually really interested in the way it's working. Um, I want to learn more about lightning node, and I haven't heard a technical discussion. Actually, I I really haven't heard of lightning node until they were uh, discussing it on podcasting 2.0. And so I'm interested to, to hear more about how that technology works, but from the, the big picture idea that really what you're doing is instead of having a donation link inside your RSS feed, you're, you're having a donation wallet ID or a, no, uh, a, a address of a lightning node. And then if the podcast app chooses to, um, you could just listen to the show, or if you wanted to, you, and you could couple that address with... Uh, with you know the the user's wallet and say hey okay i'm going to stream a certain amount of money to this address or maybe to these multiple addresses and these proportions as i listen to the show and uh i think that's a really interesting idea in fact a lot of the licensing like when you look at how do you um if you get a songwriter credit then you get like half of how do the how's the royalty system work you know you have a ledger that says oh well we're going to collect money from everyone, and this middleman company is going to take, you know, we're, we're just ingest all the money, and then we'll tell you how many plays you got on all these services, and just trust us, bro. And then we'll say, well, the songwriter gets 50%, and the publisher gets this and that, and, and you know, the if you negotiated for this, you know, 1% for this, you know, then you, you get your payout based on profits or revenues or whatever. And there's a whole system of middlemen that and they also take you know their cut for doing the work um it seems like the podcasting 2.0 idea is really cutting that kind of stuff out so what you have now is now it doesn't enforce you to pay to listen to a podcast but if you say you listen to a song on a podcast that 
was licensed in a certain way, we said, oh, well, if you listen to this section of, of uh, music on this show, um, then we can send out 50% of your pledge to the songwriter and this much to the producer and, and really take the middleman completely out. And you, now you have a direct payment from the people listening. And maybe there's a cut for the podcast app or something else. But, you know, it, it seemed like a really interesting idea that had ramifications way beyond whether your podcast was going to make money or not. It's just the idea that, that you're going to use Lightning Node for this kind of thing is intriguing to me. It definitely, it definitely, it definitely sounds, uh, it sounds good. Yeah. It's just that this sort of thing isn't really what gets my gears going, right? Yeah. I like it. I anyway, like- I'm, I'm like, lightning isn't, isn't anything really that new. I mean, it's been, it's been under discussion since, uh, since like 2018 and yeah. really it's just, a, it's just a way of, uh, of sending bitcoins around without actually having a transaction in the uh, in the main bitcoin blockchain right away. Yeah. And that's from my limited understanding that's the the difficulty is that every time you do a transaction you have to wait for it. Yeah. Well, I'll throw I'll throw these uh I'll throw these links about it into the show notes. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can study up from there. I was actually I was actually looking at uh Looking at something with, uh, with podcasting 2.0 with regard to chapters, though, recently I was I was actually intending, if nobody else was, to put together uh, a simple web app for putting together chapters for a show, and then it turned out that there's already somebody who's developing a a proper podcast app doing that. So I was like, okay, well. You can you can do that. Yeah. You can imagine though some of this if you can make money off from being the podcast app, you know, there's some incentive to to do that in a way that you know, if you if you look at who's making podcast apps, it's well, it's the big tech who has their own licenses that they want to shill and you know, put make sure people uh, use their app so they can get their proprietary stuff. So it's the walled garden people. And then if you look at who's making podcast apps, it's the the big one I can think of was Shifty Jelly before they got bought. I can't even remember who bought them. And uh, then it's just a, a um, loosely affiliated group of, and, and sometimes completely unaffiliated group of just app developers who say, well, I'm going to make 99 cents selling a podcast app. You know, it's not a big desirable uh, market sector. So, you know, it's, if there's some amount of money coming in, even if it's a small amount of money, you could imagine that these people who are getting nickels and dimes on ad clicks, you know, might think about, hey, maybe if I can get nickels and dimes off from building a better podcast app, it might be worth my time. Yeah. So I'm optimistic. It's always fun, too. I like the podcast 2.0 podcast, as I've said before. It's uh, it's an interesting show to listen to. Um, it was really fun to hear Adam Curry do his uh, VC sort of style pitch <laughs> on the show to be in the, like in the room. It's like you're in the room when it happened because he had the other... Uh, uh, podcast company. Yeah. What was it? Podsprout. I had, uh, yeah, I think it. I, I think it was Podsprout Sprout or something. Prod Sprout, Sprout, ca- Sproutcast, something. Uh, yeah. Let me check. Yeah, it'd be good to get that one right. Uh, and you just hear the Buzzsprout. 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 They uh, hear them react to the to the the pitch as it goes on. It was really fun though, because you hear Adam come in. And he does like the like the VC kind of executive pitch. Then Dave Jones, the hero of the day. Uh, 
comes in and, and says, and here's how it'll really be like. You know, so they they were a good team when you had them in the room together. You can see Adam did the first punch and, and see Dave really. I thought that it was a great pitch, um, just from a pitch pitching standpoint. I thought it was a lot of fun. That part that part was a bit uh, a bit of fun to listen to too. Yeah, indeed. Well, what other topics do we have today? I think we had one we've been kicking around for a while. We even made a promise we'd bring it up. Yeah, world's gonna end. The world is gonna end, and you heard it here first. Here yeah. We- Oh my god! So awkward. So let me ask you. What are you talking about, bro, bro? The magnetic reversal. Mmm. Geomagnetic reversal. And no, the world's not actually going to end. I'm just saying that because there's all these people who think that geomagnetic reversal is going to be like the end of civilization and everything. And so where's where's this information coming from? YouTube? What do you mean? No, actually, actually, I've heard people talking about this uh, since I was like a teenager, back before there was shit like YouTube, mm. back before there was like broadband. Yeah, I believe they've been studying the geomagnetic field for a very long time, uh, longer than I've been alive, that's for sure. And uh, Yeah, and there's claims that there have been like over 180 times that uh, the reversals ha- have happened. Mm-hmm. And I've always been fuzzy on exactly where those came. So I, I understand when they make claims like that, they're talking about um, there's geological evidence. So somehow they've gotten, they say, oh, well, down at some uh, layer that we've excavated from some site. And we know roughly where that is in, in terms of time, from all the different hundreds of different ways that they think they can date. OK, we, we this is what time period that this sample represents. And they look at it, and there's some evidence, which I'm not clear on exactly what it is, that the magnetic dipoles are different from where they expect them to be. That that implies that the uh, the uh, magnetic field in that region has changed since when the uh, the rock was deposited. And then I so I hear that, and I understand that. And then what I don't get is the first what's the mechanism there's is there a chemist who's looking at something and they say oh we did this test and we we've discovered that the orientation of the dipoles on this rock are different or or in this um ferrous rock or something is different than what we thought and then also we were pretty sure that this plate or whatever that that it was on you know because the plates of the earth also move they translate around uh like the tectonic plates it, we also know that this region didn't rotate in any way. So we, you know, it's, it seems like something that you could prove, but the, no one discusses this at a, at a scientific level. Um, they, the stuff that I saw when I went up and looked at geomagnetic field reversal was basically people selling you crystals and uh, pills and spirituality and things like that. And, the, and it wasn't a lot of hard information. So that was my perspective on it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the people who go on about this stuff all the time are are like hippy dippy types. Mm. I mean, we've seen we've seen the scientific evidence that this has happened, and like you said, it's based on looking at uh, ferromagnetic rocks and seeing like how their how like their magnetic fields themselves are are like frozen in particular direction, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, what actually causes it? is is fairly is fairly random as far as we can tell so far it's just 
is just something that uh, happens spontaneously based on uh, based on core dynamics. Yep. And so right? the the convection of charge of electric charges um, I think is what makes the magnetic field. So if you have convective flows inside the uh, the liquid parts of the Earth way down deep below the crust, just to have a little science minute in there, then they can generate a magnetic field. And if they're rotating all around the core in the same way, then then a very large field can can be generated. And when we have a large, you know, the, the magnetic field of the Earth isn't actually that large compared to, uh, you know, fields we can generate in labs that we can measure it, or, or fields that are out in the universe, like a neutron star has a crazy magnetic field around it. Um, yeah, the, what we got, what we got here is, uh, is better than just background, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's better than Mars. Let's put it that way. Cause Mars, we know doesn't have a magnetic field because it doesn't have a, uh, a liquid core or mm -hmm. I, let me, let me take a step back. We believe that Mars doesn't have a liquid core because it doesn't have a geo, a, a, a mag, is it the geomagnetic field? No, Maybe it's the it's other Marshall, way around. Martian magnetic it's field. It's because it doesn't have the liquid core that it doesn't have the geomagnetic field. Well, we've been, what I'm saying is there are our observation that we can make is that there is no magnetic field or it's small enough that, you know, it's it implies that there's no so the measurement we make is that the magnetic field is smaller at Mars and then the implication of that is just, oh, it must be a uh, if there's no convective flow, okay, that would explain that. So let's assume that because there's no magnetic field, there's no convective flows inside the core of Mars. We haven't drilled into the core of Mars to verify. It's not it's something we've inferred from the magnetic field. The same with the Earth, you know. We haven't drilled down well, to the when, center. When we to... do drill into it, <laughs> we're not we're not going to find a liquid core when we drill down into it. We're going to find a big ass machine that will create a oxygen atmosphere for the planet <laughs> Quaid. at least at least that's what uh at least that's what arnold schwarzenegger has taught me <laughs> start the reactor quaid get your ass to mars oh my god <laughs> no no wait it wasn't it wasn't him who, who said it like that it was quad who said it yeah yeah Quaid. Yeah. quaid. start the reactor <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Great movie. I gotta watch it again. Yeah. Well, you missed your chance. They just had uh, that that uh, IMAX remake. The IMAX rescan was out. It was fun, you know. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I wish it was, but it's it's still uh, a great movie. Yeah. Are do we do we have any good movies coming up? Uh, maybe we should check that In real time. Real time on the Rare Encounter podcast. Know. Excuse me. And it burped there. Real time on the Rear Encounter podcast. I'm really trying to get this uh, this beer down. Uh, what do we have I can for tell. upcoming events? Anime. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Fate Stay Night. Uh, Heaven's Feel 1 and 2 double feature is coming out. Uh, at the... What place is this? The same place I saw. Get your ass to Mars. Yeah, subtitled. Um, when I saw Lupin the Third, they had a trailer for Heaven's Feel Part 2. And I said, oh, well, they know their audience, at least. They, they knew enough to play. <laughs> That's where you put the Fate Stay Night trailer. That's where the people who care about it are. Oh, my God. It's three <laughs> hours. It's the double feature. It's Heaven's Feel Part 1 and Part 2. It's three hours and 58 minutes. It's a fucking four-hour movie. back to back, eh? Ugh, that is rough. Spring Song. I wonder if that means they're doing a Song of Spring as the ending. 
which was the ending I always liked to Fate Stay Night, I, the Heaven's Feel ending that I liked. Let me take it back. That's the only one I got, and I, and I liked it, so I think there's another one I missed out on. There's a Grisea movie coming up uh, at the end of the month. Really? I don't see it on my events list. Grisea. Well, it might just be Japan-only release. Oh, yeah. It's hard for me to get to Japan just to watch a movie. Yeah, I know. Other than that... One day we'll have teleporters. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all we got coming up. And then for uh, regular movies, I don't think anything interesting is coming out until next year. It's a shame. Yeah, well, maybe I'll go see Heaven's Feel. Let's see, the 14th is Saturday. Wow. Shit, I don't know if I can watch... I don't think I can do a whole four-hour thing, but maybe I'll watch uh, just the, the last part of it. I mean, I already know the story anyway. I read the VN. Did you ever get through that, Fate Stay Night? No. Is Kanoko Nasu's masterwork? <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I his, did not. And his mollusk, that mollusk-loving man. Oh, boy. What do you have against mollusks? Hey, I'm not the one who thinks they're sexy. It's Kanoko Nasu. Okay, so fair he, enough. He always he always wrote that in all his... Uh, he, even back to, like, Tsukihime, he had all of the love... Let's call them love scenes uh, in, uh, in Tsukihime and... and uh, Fate Stay Night all had references to mollusks and it. It got really famous because someone went and they cut them all out. So they just clipped out all the stuff where, the, where he's describing uh, various acts as as if two mollusks were intertwined. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the man has does a seafood... Does he know what a mollusk is? The man has a seafood fetish. Yeah, he does, I think. It's well, very, then. He has a very interesting way of describing the, act, the physical act of love. Mostly has to do with seaf- seafood. <laughs> Good lord. Mm. <sighs> so what do we got else? What else is going on? We got some uh, podcasts that came out this week. I should probably move my mic closer. It's been way over there all day. Let's see. We had Grumpy Old Ben's came out uh, with episode 109. Stream me some coin. They were talking about that uh, podcasting 2.0. That came out on November 9, Monday. And I think they, yep. they put out their shows contemporaneously. Hog Story uh, had 130 episode 130 whatever bucket on november 10 that was on tuesday and uh i know you always say they they record well, the show, a couple the days shows before record, yeah yeah i don't listen to them until they come out on the, the podcast though so let's see we've you had should listen live i know i know it's a big responsibility but uh... you know what i listened to last night uh bowl after bowl oh nice i listened to at least the first half of it i don't know how long the show is i listened to the first i don't know portion of it uh that was fun it's a new one. I've never listened to that before. Sir Spencer sounds like a really cool guy, Dame DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fun together. They're, they're a good couple. Yeah, I didn't know they stream video. Did you know they stream video? They stream video. Yeah. Do you know where they do it? Which? They do it on OnlyFans.com. So the show has an OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. On Bowl After Bowl. It's because their podcast is clothing optional. Mm. Indeed. I just thought, I, I didn't expect that. I thought it was funny. I know they've said that before, the clothing optional. I just thought it was a joke. Said, yeah, oh, so, okay. so 1.30 dropped on Tuesday, but it was recorded Monday night because yeah. I was there in the in the smoker. In the smoker. It's been 220 days since uh, we had an episode of Matt's, Maps with Matt. And Nick, speaking of, speaking, speaking of... of well, let Matt me let me let me roll this. Be... Let me roll off one more thing first. Nick the Rat has uh, the psychic call in tonight, so it sounds like he has a some kind of psychic call in, 
If you want to get your future read, I think you can call Nick the Rat at 917-719-5923. I do have that memorized. All right, maps with Matt. So, Matt is going to be a guest on our show at some point in the future. Yes. Whether by hook or by crook. Yes. I, I have, I've promised him that I will drive out to Quebec and kidnap him ah. if necessary to get him to talk about cartography with us. And they don't have police there, so don't go asking for help. Oh, they do have police in <laughs> Quebec. The but they won't help you if you speak English. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be great. Um, I talked to one of my... Well, I, I don't want to say it on the show because it's not official, but I sent a text message to uh, someone we've... Together we've talked about having on the show uh, to see if he wanted to come on next week, but he never got back to me, so... Said, so, I don't know. I think I'm going to pull the plug on that and say, hey, you know, if you want to be on, you got to respond to your text messages. So I think uh, the 18th, I'm not sure what we're doing for that show. It seems too early to book a guest. And then uh, we'll have to yeah. record out of cycle uh, on the 20th because I'll be driving co cross country uh, next, let's see, on the 25th. So so we'll record on the we'll record on the 24th then that week. Yeah. Oh, that should be fun. And uh, did Matt agree or... Are we really going to roust him out of Quebec and uh, drag him out, shove a microphone in his mouth? And So far, I don't think we're going to have to actually go and <laughs> kidnap him, but uh, I can I, I'm keeping the option open. Yeah, you, Let's you know, put it that way. I'm I, keeping the option open. I can get a hold of one of those vans with no windows, so let me just put that out there. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, what else Flash. is going on? Uh, well, um, I forgot to mention the day I became God got licensed by Funimation. Um, I think ugh. it was licensed before, yeah. So they already have a dub cast that's announced. Um, but I haven't been able to hear it yet. I haven't found a trailer and I haven't found a way to listen to an episode. I'm actually not sure if Funimation even has a dubbed episode online yet. So... It, Probably at least, not. Yeah. They usually at least put out a trailer. This is one that I'm interested in, in uh, hearing live. Or hearing in English, I should say. But oh, Hog Story. What about Higurashi. Higurashi. I didn't want to spoil anything. Like Higurashi is at a point where, let's see, the Nipa report is there was no Nipa in this episode. Aww. Yeah. But we have what it's done is it's regressed a little, so it has a pattern in Higurashi where they'll have uh, kind of a retread where they'll go back to the I think it was the 2007 2006 season when it first came out. Uh, when Studio Dean first did the first um, the first animated Higurashi adaptation. Um, and so they'll go back and they'll do basically an episode from that with not a lot of changes, maybe one or two, like, kind of wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of things to show you something's different. But the uh, So the last episode was one of those where they just retreaded some old material kind of to onboard people who haven't, you know, maybe haven't seen the Dean adaptation. And then what they, the pattern has been, they do that, and then they'll have an episode where it's completely wild, where it's something completely new you haven't seen before. So continues to thrill. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spoil it. It's such a good show. It's such a creepy environment, too. Like when it, when Higurashi hits on all cylinders, it's great. I stole a clip mm -hmm. from, uh, oh man, YouTube's still down. I was going to play a clip from, uh, the hog story had in their show notes because <laughs> I thought it was funny, but we don't have it. Yeah, the speed racer one? Yeah, the speed racer one. An error occurred. That Please led try me to later. some other videos. Turns out the speed racer is like a real sociopath. Oh, yeah. It was great. 
that was the anime for people who didn't know that was when they started they had it in their head when they dubbed it that they needed to match the lip flaps we've talked about lip flaps and they never, they never match when you dub stuff even on animation well in speed racer they wanted to match all the lip flaps and so they got the uh, the voice actors and actresses to you know speak so that the syllables the syllables that they made the phonemes that they made matched the animation and so it ended up with everyone speaking with this very bizarre cadence in the show they had sometimes they had to and fill just, you know and just sometimes saying just really silly weird shit yeah that's a classic one speed racer go speed racer yeah, I don't know what's wrong with YouTube today. I, I thought my internet was going to crap out because it died while I was prepping for the show. But Google's preparing the next step in the uh, electoral steel. I wonder if YouTube is down. Is YouTube Apparently down? Apparently it is. I'm seeing other people talking about it being down, too. Oh, geez. YouTube problems in the last 24 hours. They went from zero. Let's see. The number of reports at 5 p.m. was 29. Slightly elevated the baseline, so they, they expect to get... 21 reports, but they were getting 22, 29, they hit 50, and then as of showtime, let's see, 6.45 to 7 p.m., they went to 280,984 reports. So yeah, I'm going to click that button. I have a problem with YouTube watching videos. I will rate YouTube as one star. Close. There we go. And now there are 280,985 reports. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is fucked. Yes, YouTube's down all over the Midwest. Ah, YouTube, I hate you! I'm reading the comments. Google got hacked, and now they're able to see everyone's username and password. What? Uh-oh. Someone, Alex Shibilev says, birds aren't real. Here we go. Well, what, they are What am I on? I'm on downdetector.com. RIP YouTube, says Grong. This sucks. My daughter loves watching YouTube and videos before going to sleep. Well, it's better for her this way. This is tough love, ma'am. This is tough love, crazy girl shell. Oh, boy. And the comments are rolling in. There's <laughs> people spamming. It's broken in Scotland. Oh, my God. This is like a disaster. YouTube is... Where uh, isn't it broken? Yeah. Oh, we've got another. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. <laughs> oh, my God. There's people spamming their Discord links. I'm cooming, arg! I'm cooming, arg! There's people fucking spamming shit in here. This is wild. <laughs> what if it looks sexy? They're coming in like oh one God. a second, man. YouTube's really down and all the dregs are here posted on this site. Someone posted fucking, what is this, a binary file? <laughs> what? This is crazy. Ah, well. Hopefully it won't come back up. This is so Hopefully awkward. It <laughs> Hopefully it won't. If we're yeah. lucky. Uh, well, well, this being 2020, you know we're not. Yeah. I've never... I was, 2020 has been good to me. I've said this before. I don't get... I don't like this year hate. You had people in 2019. Fuck, I wish this year would just end. It was bad. A year before that, 2018. 2018 is the worst year ever, you know? I've been hearing this shit for a long time, and none of those years were that bad at all, honestly. 2020, same thing. From a personal perspective... I didn't have a bad year. I had a pretty good year. And I don't appreciate oh. the rest of you bastards trying to drag me down with you. It was a good year for me last year. Mm. This year's just been shit, though. Well, well yeah. other than starting the show, that's been good. You get me. you get your cred for for this year being shit, though. So, yeah, I won't argue with you about that. Oh well. Anything else we want to bring in for uh, for the show today? Um, 
I'm flat out of things. Well, let's. Uh, I can replay one of these hentai clips just to get leave us on a on a high note. Let me. Do uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I just gotta pop into my close my clips uh, my samples folder. Ah, boy. Let's listen to this one again. This one was fun. This was this extra credit monologue. Tell me, did Yuma come through for you? Kid's got a lot of heart and a pretty good sized dick, but I'm not sure about his balls. It takes a real man to grind your victims into the dirt and decimate them completely, you know? To make them grovel and then shit on their hopes and dreams. Fuck them till they bleed and then fuck them some more. <sighs> You're so romantic, Mr. Saru. Absolutely. <laughs> You're so romantic. Now get your panties off, you little fucking slut. You little fucking slut. It's so awkward. It's not... It's not as good the second time around, but that last bit there just yeah. like, like put you over. That just that just, that just kills it, right? That's just killer. Stinger, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> well, what else do we have? I had some Sailor Moon in the intro. Did you notice that? It was really slowed down. We had the old Moon Prism power. <laughs> And there we I'll go. I'll have to go back and listen after after we put the... Oh, that's it for the beer. I stalled long enough. That, no, that was that may have just been a tactic so I could finish my beer. But. All right. I've accomplished <laughs> everything I've set out to do today. As I like to say, do each, each day's work each day. So that beer was today's work, and I finished it. So uh, unless you have anything and else... And I've accomplished nothing, but I'm, I'm good with that. Well, for a rare encounter... Counter number 18, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Sayonara. <laughs>